0: Welcome. Together we're going to explore our personal finances and figure out how to improve them. Whether you're just getting started in life on your finances or you may already have a home and a car payment and you're struggling to get credit cards under control or you're getting a later start in life on saving for retirement. ReduceDebtIncreaseWealth.com is a podcast to educate those to improve personal finances whether it's eliminating debt or making smart investments. So let's now get started. Budgeting. How to do it. I'm going to try to give you more detail than I did earlier. It's a very important part of achieving your debt reduction and financial freedom. I know you don't like to do it. Nobody does. It's not that difficult. So I'm going to try to explain a better detail uh, on my method, but I have an article first, so start with that. This week's article is I found on the internet by uh, a uh, Dave Ramsey website, and it's Budgeting 15 Practical Budgeting Tips. I don't think it was written by him, but I'm going to read it. It's an eight minute read by Rachel Cruz. The dreaded B word budgeting. Unfortunately, the word budget has gotten a bad rap. When it all boils down, a budget is basically just a plan for your money. Budgeting means you're spending with a purpose before the month begins, but many people view a budget as a straitjacket that will keep them from doing what they want. But that couldn't be further from the truth. A budget doesn't limit your freedom, it gives you freedom. It's really all about being intentional with where your money goes. How can budgeting help me? A budget is going to give you an action plan and a clear picture of where your money is ending up each month. Budgeting will help you achieve the goals you're working towards, whether that's getting out of debt, saving for retirement, or just keeping your grocery bill from getting out of hand. When you see planning a budget as simply spending your money intentionally, you can actually find more freedom to spend. Once something has been budgeted for, you'll be able to spend that money without feeling guilty. Many people even say, find extra money after they create a realistic budget Budget and stick with it. How amazing is that? 15 budgeting tips for your daily life. Ready to get started? Here are the top 15 budgeting tips. One, budget to zero before the month begins. This means before the month even starts, you're making a plan and giving every dollar a name. It's called a zero-based budget. Now that doesn't mean you have zero dollars in your bank account. It just means your income minus all your expenses outgoes equals zero two do the budget together if you're married sit down once a month and have a family budgeting night make it fun grab some of your favorite snacks and put a good playlist to help you focus you need to get on the same page with money so set goals together and dream about what the future would look like remember if the two of you are one your bank account should be one two it's no longer your money or my money it's our money and if you're single Find someone who can act as your accountability partner and help you stick to your goals. Three, every month is different. Some months you have to budget for things like back-to-school expenses, supplies, or routine car maintenance. Other months you'll be saving for things like vacation, birthdays, and holidays. Regardless of the occasion, make sure you prepare for those expenses in the budget. Don't let those special occasions sneak up on you. Hint. Christmas is in December again this year, guys. Be sure to adjust your budget each month as things change. Make a savings fund. You can stash cash in with throughout the year. When you don't have a plan, you're going to be stressed, and that takes all the fun of giving and celebrating. No one wants that. Four. Start with the most important categories first. Giving and saving are at the top of the list, and when it comes the four walls food, shelter, utilities, basic clothing, and transportation. Once your true necessities are taken care of, you can fill in the rest of the categories in your budget. Five, pay off your debt. If you have debt, paying it off needs to be top priority. Use the snowball method and the baby steps to get rid of debt as fast as you can. Attack it. Get mad at it. Stop letting debt rob you of everything that helps you win with money, your income. Six, don't be afraid to trim the budget. Brace yourself. It might be time for some budget cuts in your life. If things are tight right now, you can save money quickly by canceling your cable, dining out less, and shopping at discount clothing and grocery stores. Remember, your budget cuts are only temporary. You can always make adjustments later down the road seven make a schedule and stick to it while you're making a budget part of your monthly routine why not pick specific dates for other expenses set up auto drafts out of your checking account to pay bills and buy your groceries on a set a set day every week or twice a month when you know what to expect and when to expect it you can take a lot of stress and potential potential pitfalls out of the picture eight track your process It's important to check your process from time to time. If you're married, track your spending and purchases together so you both keep your goals in sight. Look back at earlier budgets to see how far you've come, and don't forget to celebrate small wins. Pro tip, one key category to keep a close eye on is your grocery budget. I bet you're spending significantly less on groceries on a budget. 9. Create a buffer in your budget. Put a small amount of money aside for unexpected expenses throughout the month. Labor this your miscellaneous category in your budget. That way, when when something comes up, you can cover it without taking away money you have already put somewhere else. Keep track of expenses that frankly end up in this category. Eventually, you might even want to promote them to a permanent spot on the budget roster. 10. Cut up your credit card. If you're really committed to sticking to a budget and getting out of debt, you need to ditch ditch those credit cards for good. Stop using them. Cut them up. Shred them. Or even make a craft project out of them. Whatever you do, get them out of your life. Having no credit card debt would mean no minimum payments to add to the budget, zero hassle with fees or high interest rates, and much less stress and worry. Stick to using your debit card and even cash. And dump those credit cards like your ninth grade fling. You know that the great thing about a debit card is the money comes straight out of your bank account. There's no middleman charging you 15% interest. 11. Use cash for certain budget categories that trip you up. If you're constantly overspending on your grocery budget for refund money, cash out those categories and use envelope system to hold you accountable. Just go to the bank and pull out the cash amount you budgeted for that category once the cash runs out stop spending it it's the ultimate accountability partner 12. try an online budget tool if pen and paper or spreadsheet aren't your thing it's time to join the 21st century and use a budgeting tool like every dollar you can focus on planning a budget and track your spending from the comfort of your smartphone plus you can sync up your budget with your spouse which is great for keeping that communication open 13. Be content and quit the comparisons. You have much more than you realize. Don't compare your situation to everyone's else. Comparison will not only rob you of your joy, but also your paycheck. Keep moving forward and doing what's right for your family. Fourteen, have goals. Whether you're paying off student loans, building up your emergency fund, or paying off your mortgage, you need to focus on your why. That's the reason you make any sacrifices. Fifteen, give yourself lots of grace. It usually takes three to four months to get a handle on this whole budgeting thing, and it won't be perfect the first time or the second, but you'll get there. Budgeting tip for inconsistent income. Good news, guys. You can budget with inconsistent or irregular income. A good rule of thumb is to budget based on what the low-earning month would look like for you. This would be your budgeting income. All you need to do is make a list of things you'd put in a normal budget, giving, savings, four wall, etc. Then ask yourself, if you had a horrible month and we only had enough money to do one thing on this list, what would that be? Put a one next to that item. Then list your second priority and go on through your budget that way, making it items, marking items by importance. Be sure to take care of the necessary necessities first that way when you do get paid you know exactly where your money is going how can i make a budget quickly one of the quickest ways you can do a budget is by using our free budgeting tool every dollar and map out next budget in as little as 10 minutes streamline the process and even more using our premium version every dollar plus which connects to your bank account so you never miss another transaction when you realize the whole purpose of budget isn't limited to your freedom, but gives you freedom, you'll be on the road to loving your life in your bank account. That's what we call winning with money. About Rachel Cruz. Rachel Cruz is a seasoned communicator and number one New York Times bestselling author helping people learn the proper way to handle money and stay out of debt. You can follow Rachel on YouTube, Facebook, or rachelcruz.com. For those of you who are struggling to project your finances forward to figure out what you're going to owe and how much money you're going to have in your checking account moving forward from paycheck to paycheck and a note again the farther forward you head you can project it the better off you are. But if you're not computer savvy don't have the time or don't want to take the time then I have a solution for you. I have a software. I found a software. That does that for you, plus much, much more. So go to my website, reduce debt, increase wealth. Buzzsprout. Com. Upper right-hand corner, there's a little folder right next to the heart. Don't click the heart. Click on the folder. It'll take you to a website where you can watch some videos and learn more about this great software that I've been using since April of 2017. Thank you for supporting the show. Okay, the article had some good information in it so i'm going to give you more about how i did it and you can use whatever works for you but if you've been projecting your expenses forward from paycheck to paycheck and if you've done that for you know multiple weeks now then you you got your budget almost done so what you want to do is make up some categories utilities home improvements, entertainment, uh, groceries, or living expenses. Living expenses, I would call anything would be like groceries. Auto expense. Auto expense would be gasoline, repairs, Uh, insurance category. So you can put your car insurance, your home insurance, your life insurance, your health insurance. All the different types of insurance I've just put that under an insurance category, and auto, everything you pay to maintain that auto, but do not include any loan payments. We want to keep those separated, so your your mortgage payment, your line of credit, all your credit cards, car payments, payday lands, do not include that. In these categories, those are what I call accounts, and you want to set those up separately. So for now, we're working on budget. So we're looking for budget categories. You know, you might have a category called shopping. Under shopping, you could say groceries, clothes, home improvements, home maintenance. You know, whatever you know, whatever good for you whatever you can remember what's in the different categories that's the most important thing then let's start with the category utilities go back to the you know few weeks that you've been projecting ahead look at what you've written down and list all your utilities you paid and if you go back 2-3 months you can add them all up divided by say 3 for the last three months and that's your average that's the amount of money you want to put the electricity your average is a hundred dollars a month You put a hundred dollars in there that don't mean you're going to pay a hundred dollars every month that just means that's your average some months might be ninety dollars some might be 110 but your average is a hundred so we want to use the average of everything that you've been paying so you do it for your Electric for the home, natural gas for the home, water and sewer, trash. I also include internet service because I consider that a utility nowadays. Add them up, put them in there, figure out your average, add up all your averages. That's your total monthly utility cost. A Nice number to know get an idea of what you're spending where you a better idea where your money's going to okay utilities I average four hundred and seventy five dollars a month. I also another category is telephone. you could have your home line if you still have one, your cell phones yeah you know, put your telephone in there. I do that as phone expense or telephone it's a different category. it could be a utility also. And you do that for all your different categories, and then you do a little subtotal, so you know, I know how much my utilities are a month, my average, my average telephone per month, my average car expense for the month, my average shopping trips for the month, which is groceries, uh, clothes, whatever you're spending on, and you can start your average, and then when you have a month where you're your spending is more, you can look and see why. So let's say your average for uh, shopping is $400 a month, $100 a week. And you look back the last month and it was $800. Oh man, I went way over twice as much. What happened? Oh, I went back to school clothes for the children. You know, new suit for myself. A wife bought some dresses or, you know, clothes, work clothes for herself. So you have an idea why, but it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't mean that you overspent. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. That's up to you. But if you cannot make that decision at the time you're spending the money, at least you can look back and say, where did I go wrong this month? Where, what did I do wrong? And by having a budget and an amount in that budget, That does two things. It gives you a guideline of what your average is. I'm not saying you cut back. I'm not saying that you starve yourself or, you know, really reduce it. But you need to only spend the money that you actually have in your checking account. No more. So there's going to be times where you're going to spend more than what you have. There's going to be other times where you are not going to spend, as you know, that much. So over the long term, it's going to even itself out. But it's only a tool to help you keep track of your spending and to give you a barometer of what's going on in your life as far as your financial money. That That's important. Remember, uh, one of the tips last week, 19% of the people are not doing it, that you can help improve your financial uh, situation is knowledge. So the more knowledge you have, the better off you're going to be. And that's the idea with setting up budgets and keeping track of it. It's important to project things forward. So let's for example, you got, uh, it's in the fall, your children getting ready to go back to school. Your wife likes to go uh, buy school supplies, maybe new clothes, shoes, you know, those type of things so you know that's coming up so as you project your budget for your you know from last pay to the next pay you know if you go multiple pay periods or a month or two months or three months like I did then you can start plugging in those things okay well here's September coming up I know that we're gonna spend extra three hundred dollars and you can put a line in there and and, and budget for 300 dollars, you know for back to school stuff so you can put that in there and now you know you're going to have enough money in your checking account so you don't have to use that credit card so you're trying to quit using debt quit using those credit cards the only time i use a credit card is i pay for something then that credit card gets paid off either on a monthly basis or a weekly basis the more you're struggling the faster you need to pay that off the shorter time you need to have that because you don't have a lot of leeway so you gotta treat that credit card as cash so if i buy something on wednesday i gotta pay that credit card off the next payday or the next next month but that what you're paying for should already been in that projected forward amount. You shouldn't have to use the credit card. Now you can use it because if you buy stuff online it's safer. You can go, you know, even at a store nowadays, it's not all that safe to use your debit card from your checking account because somebody might steal it. So you know, I understand that. So I'm just saying that if you're doing that to be careful or you're earning some rewards which i have an opinion on that too but i'm not going to tell you what it is but if you use rewards and you're building up you still got to pay that credit card we want to have a zero balance you don't want to be carrying a balance so that's the main thing if you're still getting your utility bills or all your bills uh, in the mail then hold on to them for two three months that way you have them in front of you you can put them in order Uh, put them together what they are you know the same ones all together and then you can categorize them by uh, like utilities put them in one pile and you know keep receipts from the grocery store that you know you can you know separate them out and keep hold on to them and you can use that as a paper trail to come up with your average uh, monthly amount or average amount that you're going to be paying. So it's just a little tip there that it may or may not work. I, I didn't do it because I thought it was too much of a hassle, and I don't actually get my uh, statements in the mail anymore, so I just go online. I just I kept my checking account, you know, like Quicken, so I could go back and do a, a, a scan and type in whichever one I happen to be looking for, and it gives me a whole list of them I could just pick out the last three or four of them, so it was easy for me because I had it in a, a program where I was able to access the data the way I wanted to do it. So with that said, that's, that, that works fairly well. My next part of it, you now I, I mentioned earlier about accounts, and you want to make a separate list or a different page. All the loans that you're paying, you're just doing this so you have it handy and easy to see. So you know your mortgage, who you're paying, when did it start, how much did you initially borrow, what's your monthly payment, what's your interest rate, and unpaid balance. And do that for everything. Now I know that like a line of credit doesn't really have an end date, but it's got a start date. And you know you know how much you got on there today or whenever you start doing this. And you know what your minimum payment is, which could go up if you keep using it, or it could go down if you pay down on it. And the interest rate, it's definitely going to be higher than that mortgage, I can tell you that. And do that with all your credit cards. Now your credit cards, if you get a statement, keep those. Uh, Your loans for your car loans, you know, you probably got paperwork for that. You could check your glove department. That's where I normally keep mine. I don't know why, but (laughs) that's where they are. (laughs) So, you know, everybody does something different. Some people are, you know, got really good files, and you could just open up a drawer and find it, and other people don't keep track of nothing. I was an accountant, you know, so I told everybody to keep track of stuff, and I did it for work, but I never did it personally for myself, like the plumber with a leaky toilet. Same thing. You got your account set up. That should be one page. You need to total them up. You know, you you have a column for your monthly, how much all your monthly payments are. Your unpaid balance, you have another column for that. Whatever works for you, but that's the information that you need to keep. The interest rate is important, so you can just look at it, which... Which one has the highest rate? Which one's got the lowest rate? Because remember, when you go to pay off your debt, as you build up your emergency fund and you get extra money in there, extra money that you've budgeted, you know, you worked on your budget and you freed up some money and you transfer it to your savings account, you got your fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars emergency buildup, up. Now we're 3 4000 above that now you can transfer that extra money and pay on a debt well which one do you pay off first as i talked about earlier there's multiple methods in doing that you have the snowball method which you concentrate on paying off in the lowest amount due order so your one credit card has a $2000 due on it pay that one off the rest on the next lowest one do if you use that method that makes it feel like you're accomplishing something and you're gaining but that's not going to reduce your interest because you're not paying as much interest on a smaller balance the avalanche method is you concentrate on your highest rate of interest loan pay that one first and then work your way down based on which one has the high highest rate of interest. That will help you pay off your principal and it helps you pay less in interest, which then helps you pay more principal. I said a few weeks ago that I kind of use a mix. I paid off a credit card that had a small balance on it just so I could have a credit card paid off so I could use it as cash. Then. I started paying off my debt that has the highest rate of interest, and then I stick to that. And I did that, and as you can see, my numbers from last week, I reduced my interest by $30,140 with interest I did not have to pay because that's the way I did it. There's a purpose to everything. Knowledge is key. The more you know, the better off you're going to be. That's the end of another episode. I hope you found it useful. And if you'd like to share this episode with your friends, please do so. I'm open for any suggestions for improvement or for information that you would like to talk about in future episodes. You can go to my Facebook page and leave me a message. I'm more than glad to comply. To find my Facebook page, go to reduceddebtincreasedwealth.com and click on the Facebook icon to go to my Facebook website.